Hello, and welcome to the first episode of The Cognitive Conundrum, your local COGS podcast where we talk about all things cognitive systems. If you don't know, Cognitive Systems is an interdisciplinary program that tackles questions in linguistics, psychology, philosophy, and computer science. And we also happen to be the best degree at UBC. We're your hosts. I'm Beth. And I am Akanksha. And today we're going to be going through the morality machine experiment together and discussing our results. But before we do that, let's tell you a little bit more about who you're listening to. Like I said, I'm Beth. Um, I'm currently a third year in the computational intelligence and design stream. And you may have seen me as your TA for COGS 300. I am Akanksha and I'm a fourth year in the science psychology stream. You might have seen me in the COGS lounge, lounging around with a little mug of tea. To help you guys get to know us a little bit better, we thought we'd start these podcasts with a question from We're Not Really Strangers, which, if you don't know, is a game just to help people get to know each other. And there's three levels of depth for the question. So today we're doing a level one question, and it is, do I seem like someone who would get a name tattooed on myself? No, you do not. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably true. I don't think I would. You don't seem like someone who would either. Yeah, I would not. I just feel like tattoos, like, they're so permanent and I would get one and then regret it later or not like it later. Yeah, I have some tattoos and I do like them, but they're more meaningful and more, like, durable than a name. I don't think I'd want a random name on my body that's there forever. True. So now that you know a little bit more about us, let's dive right into The Morality Machine, which is what the podcast of today will be about. The Morality Machine is an experimental platform created by MIT's Media Lab. It aims to highlight concerns about artificial intelligence, seeking to guide machine behavior about moral decisions made by quantifying societal expectations that we as humans have for each other. The Morality Machine has gathered 40 million pieces of data in 10 languages from millions of people in 233 countries and territories. These results are reported in the MIT Media Lab website, looking at individual variations based on a person's demographic, including cross-cultural variation. These experiments can be used to guide machine ethics and machine behavior for future AI systems, including self-driving cars. So this platform seeks to gain a human perspective on moral decisions made by machine intelligence, like self-driving cars. In the test that we did, it presented us with 13 scenarios that are generated where a self-driving car must choose the lesser of two evils, and then we were asked to judge which outcome is more acceptable. So now we've done that, and we've gotten our results, and it has all this information about essentially our biases, I guess. Yeah. Uh, So we thought we'd talk about what our experience was taking the test and then talk about our results as well. Okay, so let's first talk about what the test was like. So just to premise, we haven't gone through the results yet. This is our first impressions as we will go through it. But about the test itself, some of those questions were really hard. Yeah, it's like... Especially, I don't know, it's one thing to like do this test on your own where you're just like making these decisions, but it's different when you have to like justify it to someone else too. Yeah, like I think as I was doing it, it was kind of obvious what biases they were looking for. And so sometimes when I do it, maybe it wouldn't align with those biases. So I think 
I could kind of tell as I was doing it what the results would be like. Yeah, like it'd be like you can continue if your car has a brake failure, you can continue straight ahead and hit a pregnant woman and a doctor, or you can swerve and hit like a homeless man. And it's like very clear what biases they're looking for. Yeah. But I think the weirdest thing about the test was there's a couple questions where there was like cats. cats. (laughs) There was one where it was just cats in the vehicle too. Like there weren't any people in the vehicle, which I thought was weird. It's like, where are these cats going? Where are they going? And who's picking them up? Like, how would they even know? I guess they'd have a GPS that just stops the car. I guess. And then maybe, like, someone would get them at the destination. But I just thought that was funny. Yeah. And actually, looking at our results now, our most... It tells you the most saved character and the most killed character and the most killed character is the cats. Guys, we killed the cats. Which brings me to a question. Like, are we as humans more obligated to... Like, do we have a moral responsibility for cats and animals since we're, like, gods to them who, like, were the apex predator? Or are we just more, like, are we just animals that just save our own kind over other animals? I guess that is a good question. I think we have at least some moral responsibility to animals of, like, we should take care of animals, right? But then I also, at least personally, value human life over animal life. Yeah, I mean, I do too. It just, it's kind of strange how, I just can't believe there were just two cats in a car by themselves. I think that's just like screwing with my mind. <laughs> Honestly. But let's get into our results. So Amuru's saved character was a woman. Is she pregnant or is she just a regular woman? Or is she a large woman? I don't know. Oh, that was the other weird thing. Oh yeah, they kept specifying large man and large woman comparing comparing them to athletes and it was very weird because Beth and I personally don't have a preference to kill either of those groups but it was kind of prompting us to kill a specific group over the other which was very strange yeah I don't know but But anyway it's some sort of female character that we saved the most and our most killed character was the cats so diving right into the results there's a series of like scales comparing different groups of people slash things and it shows us the results of us compared to other people so i'll just read out the first one the first scenario is um one person on the left and three people on the right so compared to the general population to us more people mattered a lot more so we tended to save the lives of scenarios where there were more people than less people it's kind of weird that others didn't choose more people more yeah like you would think that at least in my mind the a common moral view is like the greatest amount of good for the greatest amount of people yeah but it also like I suppose it would depend on the situations that people were presented. Like, I don't know if the test is always the same scenarios or not. I think it's different every time. Yeah, so then it might be, like, the other factors of the scenarios influence them to yeah, choose fewer people. Yeah, because, like, one scenario that comes to mind is the one we did about it was we just keep going straight and it's two people or we swerve and kill five people. 
the reachers to save the five people and just keep going straight. Yeah. The next category is protecting the passengers. And for us, we're just a little bit on the passenger side rather than um, like the whoever, whether it's the passengers or the pedestrians. I feel like that checks out with how we were answering the questions. Yeah. I think it's also a little bit like dependent on the scenarios we were doing because a lot of the scenarios on the passenger side, it was like you swerve to like hit a concrete barrier or you keep going ahead. And sometimes the concrete barrier was just ahead. So we would tend to just choose to go ahead so we don't have to make a decision. Yeah, like we're not taking that decision into our own hands. I think, yeah, like I never thought about when we were answering the questions, I never really thought about like, oh, we should protect the passengers over the pedestrians. In fact, I think if you asked me, I would say you should probably protect the pedestrians over the passengers because like in a way they're like unknowing that there's even like a yeah. self-driving car. I think the only situation where we chose the passengers that wasn't like an active, that was an active decision was when there was a baby in the car compared to yeah. just regular pedestrians. Okay, so the third result is about upholding the law um, compared to others. Ours is significantly towards the law matters more. So in this situation, it's traffic lights. Um, who was breaking the law and crossing when there's a red traffic light compared to who was crossing, who was break, who was following the law and walking during the green traffic light and we're right on the end of that spectrum towards the green traffic light whereas others are closer to the middle or neutral. Yeah, but it is still that they're on the following the law matters. Yes. But I think every time that there is an option to like hit the pedestrians who are walking on the red signal over the green signal, we chose to like protect the passengers who are walking or the pedestrians who are walking yeah. during the green signal. Yeah, it was a lot of like, again, I think a lot of it does depend on who was walking as well. True. But that's just a little problem with the morality machine. Yeah. The next category is avoiding intervention, which at least for me, I think affected a lot of my decision making. And you can see that of like, so the one end of the scale is it doesn't matter whether you're continuing forward or choosing to swerve. Um, and then on the other end, it's that you are you prefer just going straight forward and not like taking action. Um, and we're more on the just choosing to go forward side of things. Yeah, but it, it's not completely at the end of the spectrum. Like we were sort of moderately in the like closer to the middle. But we were more towards going forward matters a lot compared to others who were even closer to neutral. Yeah, I think for me, it originally didn't guide that much of my decision because I wasn't really thinking about it. But ever since Beth brought it up to me, I think it did influence my decisions as well a little. Yeah, I could see that with uh, when we were going through the questions of this was something that I definitely thought about and then you had other things that you like yeah. thought more about. So it's interesting to get these results that are kind of a mixture of the two of us. But. Yeah, I wonder what we'd get if we'd done it individually. <laughs> True. So the next one is males versus females, gender preference. 
So on the left side, it's males, and on the right side, it's females. So we were a little bit more leaning towards females and a little bit more compared to others, but we still weren't at the end of the spectrum of only favoring females. Yeah, I find this one interesting that others, like the average person, is also more leaning towards females. Like, I would have thought it would have been more in the center. Yeah, it could be like societal expectations of like, you know, the men protect the women or like as, as a society, it's normally like women and children that need saving first. I suppose that does make sense. Yeah, like even in the Titanic and like safety laws, it's sort of like it says an emergency, save the women and children first. But that's a bit archaic. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that at first, but that is probably a very much contributing factor. And then for the species <laughs> preference, we, between uh, humans and um, pets, we are way on the human side. And others are too, but we're more so than the average person. Yeah. I don't know, to me it was kind of an easy decision. I feel like with this, it's kind of because, like maybe my answer would be different if I actually had pets. That's true. But at least for me... I don't know. I could feel that they wanted us to pick pets and, like, appeal to the emotional side of us who have pets, but I don't really have a pet either, so... But, like, not to say I love animals. It's just when we were making the decisions, they were kind of, like, ridiculous as well. Like, some of the scenarios. (laughs) True. The cats in the car by themselves. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, next one, age preference. Um, It was younger on the left side, with it shows us a baby in a pram, versus older in the right side, which shows us an old lady. And we were sort of, like, almost exactly where other people are, where everyone's leaning slightly more towards the younger side, but it's not too far down that we're completely preferencing younger people. Yeah, it's kind of like if the deciding factor is age, then you might go for the, like, baby because you feel like they have more, like, life to live, right? Yeah. But it's not, like, a major factor, I would say. At least in my decision-making, I don't think I thought very much about age. Yeah, I didn't either, and it seems like the rest of the population didn't really either. Yeah, because everyone's just, like, slightly towards the younger, but... And then the next category is fitness preference. I guess this this was the question we were thinking was weird of fit people or like athletes versus large people. I think it might be because of like the obesity crisis in America because like this the morality machine is made in America. And I don't know how people on in the rest of the world would have a preference compared to like North America or America. Yeah. Yeah, I guess for the fitness preference, we look pretty in the middle. Um, I can't see the middle tick because it's either where the others are. I think we are the middle. Yeah. So we're to the middle, and then it seems like the average person is a little bit uh, leaning towards the fit people side. Um, Yeah, this didn't really, like, factor into my decision-making at all, fitness preference. But... 
I could tell that they wanted us to like have a preference but I guess like I don't know I just see humans as humans I don't really have I don't really notice people as being like fitter or less fit yeah okay so the last section I guess um well the last part of the section is the social value preference so um it's basically higher value or lower value and in this case like from the questions we were doing I think it was like executives so they would mention male or female executives and that's showing on the left side and then on the right side I think it's meant to show homeless people yeah and also on the left like there was a few scenarios with like doctors yeah and this is kind of interesting because um it's like straight in the middle there's nothing and then equal amounts of distance from the middle we were leaning more towards the lower social value people and others were leaning towards the higher social value people the interesting thing about this scale is on the one side like on the lower social value it has a little it looks like a little robber yeah uh, icon but we didn't have any questions that talked about like criminals yeah it was mostly like it was only homeless people yeah so i wonder if that would have changed if we actually had questions about like criminals yeah yeah but personally i think because i'm in psychology and i understand like like i'm interested in substance abuse and like the homeless crisis so i think i did tend to choose the lower value preference just out of like empathy and wanting to like do something about that situation yeah that makes sense and that's the end of our results do you feel like you understand your i guess moral decision making better after this or is it kind of i think i got exactly what i would have expected except for there was this one one of them was about oh the protecting the passengers one i was a little surprised about because i didn't really think we had a preference for either of them yeah we were pretty in the middle for that one though even though we were leaning towards the passengers yeah did you have any surprising results no i think that was kind of what i expected i don't know at least from our questions i think the interesting thing about this is i feel like your results would change based on differences in questions cuz like i said we like didn't get any questions about criminals but it seems like that is a question that sometimes comes up yeah i also got like like for a lot of the questions i could tell what they wanted and so i had to like take a step back and actively like think if i was just going to follow what they expected us to follow or i would just do what i believe and that was like a bit difficult for me to like pick out but that's just a personal thing <laughs> yeah no i felt that too of you're like it seems pretty obvious the like the decision that they're trying to or it seems obvious what bias they're trying to get at or like what thing that you value more they're trying to assess so in that way it makes it a little hard to have a genuine reaction sometimes yeah it kind of reminded me of there's like buzzfeed or personality quizzes where like oh like sorting house in harry potter it's kind of obvious which ones <laughs> lean towards what so it could be so easy to like pick what you want 
to get the results that you want but I didn't really know if other people would feel this way or like do this think through things like this yeah it'd also be interesting to see because uh like the idea behind this is looking at human preferences and then thinking about how that translates to AI decision making so it'd be interesting to see like how different AI systems would answer these questions yeah it's also like AI systems realizing which pedestrians are crossing on a red light or green light like I feel like that's a bit of a high level cognition as well and like a sensory thing of AIs having to actually not just see what their light shows but see what pedestrians lights are showing yeah or like even just being like observant of all of the different um things going on around the car like you might think about it might choose to swerve but not necessarily know the outcome of the swerve like here it's very much like if you swerve you will hit this and these people will die but i think in the real world situations it's not that deterministic I mean, it's obviously yeah. not that deterministic. Yeah, because especially with the concrete barrier questions, I think some of the times we, like, it did factor in that maybe they might not die because when we chose to hit the pedestrians more, I remember for one of the questions we were discussing that it could be that we don't really, like, the pedestrians could get a chance to, like, walk out of the way, which in these scenarios wouldn't happen because it was definitive that they would die but that got a bit confusing sometimes. Yeah. I think that's I think that's the biggest difference between this test and like what the actual moral issue is in self-driving cars on the road. I think if we are to have a self-driving car, like it should make decisions based on the fact that like this person would definitely die because otherwise if it's getting trained on like oh, maybe this person might not die. That could introduce a whole lot of other biases into its data. True, definitely. So that's the end of the morality machine from us. And at the end of our results section, it does show us a debrief of the entire experiment, as well as it asks us the option of uploading our data for them to use, as well as being able to give more explanations for our data. Um, There is also an option to be able to create your own scenarios that they can use after screening for the morality test for future participants. So after doing this, I would definitely recommend that you guys check out themoralmachine.net and do the morality machine test for yourself and have a look at what your results show. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for tuning in and be on the lookout for upcoming episodes on your favorite podcasting app. And remember, friends, hydrate or dehydrate.